It's time once again for Comic Book Storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Bri the Comic Book Guy. You can follow me on Instagram where I post every new episode, Wednesdays at 1 p.m., along with the pictures of the issues we cover. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. And if you have any comments or suggestions or anything at all feedback-wise, you can email me, brythecomicbookguy at gmail.com. This week we pick up where last week's left off with Avengers and Justice League book 3 and 4. We left off with the bad guy Krona lashing out at the Grandmaster and defeating Galactus by probing him for the answers of what happened before the universe existed. Everything faded to black. Now don't worry, everyone's okay. But the next part, book three, is going to be a little trippy at times, and events are going to be randomly changing. The characters are going to start flowing through, and you're going to see different aspects of characters, and you're going to be seeing different characters all in general, like all the Avengers characters, all the Justice League characters. As I explained in part one, you will see almost all of the Avengers ever were and all the Justice League that ever were. It kind of flashes back and forth through the next two books. Now, book three starts out with the Justice League gathered outside what's called the Source Wall. Now, in the DC Universe, it's a barrier between the known universe and what's called the Source of Knowledge and Power. Now, the wall is made up of cosmic beings of characters who have attempted to breach the barrier and have failed. When they fail, they end up becoming part of the wall. It's kind of like a warning for those dumb enough to try. So the Justice League is outside of this wall, but oddly enough, they're hovering over Doctor Doom, who they've trapped on the wall. They say he's not from their universe, but they seem pretty chill saying that, like it happens on a regular basis. So it's kind of curious how they would do that. We look closer at the League in a green sphere that the Green Lantern is around him because they are in space, so he's protecting them. But Hawkeye's with them, and there's a little bit of conversation between he and Black Canary, who he's with, oddly enough. In this, So the readers are going, what is going on here? And she's talking about how he left the Avengers to join the Justice League. You're like, well, that's kind of weird, too. So Green Arrow is clearly jealous of this because he's, he- he's hearing the conversation. And he goes, yeah, 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 Hawkeye, Hawkeye, Hawk. And then reality shifts, and he ends up saying Hawkman. Uh, Hawkeye vanishes, and this Justice League are like, Hawkman's not even here. What's going on? And Black Canary is once again Green Arrow's girl. So... We're seeing some reality warping going on, so we're trying to figure out what the lay of the land is. As they leave the wall, they say they have some friends to inform about Doctor Doom. Now, in the Marvel Universe, the Avengers are in post-battle. They defeated Brainiac, which is a Superman bad guy and a DC bad guy, outside of their base called Hydro Base, which is weird for Marvel readers, because Hydro Base, back in the uh, 80s, was their temporary temporary Quinjet facility when the government restricted them from flying over New York City. They had an underwater and underground transport system to get to it really fast, but in this warped reality, it's their base of operations. And you see Captain America is shown just noticing things are out of place. He seems to be the only one that notices what's happening. As he's getting ready to tell everybody what's going on, he's interrupted by a portal opening, and it's the Justice League. They shake hands, like they talk to their old friends. So you're like, what is going on here? After what just happened, they never met before issue two, so what's going on? So they they even have some jokes about who is Earth 1 and who is Earth 2. Now that's a reference in the Infinite Earths from the DC Universe. So they're like the JLA and Avengers are old friends. So Hawkeye and Green Arrow get into arguing who's the better archer, which is an actually pretty funny scene. Black Canary hints that this happens all the time whenever they get together. Now, Captain America is looking at a picture in Hydra Base, 
that was taken when the Justice Society made first contact with the Avengers and how they kept in contact with both worlds to this day. And that's kind of a shout-out, and it's a replica of the picture, but the characters have changed. When the Justice League and the Justice Society, because they're from two different time periods, one from one infinite Earth and one from another, they met. And instead of that, both DC and Marvel met that day, and they continued on as if they were buddies and they worked together a lot. So Cap is staring at this picture, and Wonder Man, or Wonder Woman actually asks if he's okay. And he said, something's wrong here. Now, Wonder Woman puts her hand on his shoulder and says, are you okay? But reality warps as that's going on. And then he turns around. He's wearing a Hawaiian lei, and it's the Wasp. They're at the satellite tower of the Justice League, because at that, there was a period of time where the Justice League had a satellite in orbit. And he turns around, and it's Wasp. They're at a... Uh, luau that both teams are at so they went from hydra base on avengers earth now they're in the justice league satellite tower at a party but both teams are together but it's different members of the team and the ones that were in the first one their costumes have changed it looks like the ones from the early and late 80s now wonder man and wonder woman are arm wrestling elongated man has an apple in his mouth that is shot at by two arrows, a green one and a purple one, so we all know who those are. So the characters are interacting. We see Superman looking out a nearby window onto Earth, and Thor comes over to him and asks if he's okay. But in this reality, they're both best buddies, so he's like, hey, what's going on here? But Superman is saying he remembers beating Thor in a fight recently, and something's off. Reality warps, and it's Martian Manhunter who's actually talking to him, and he asks if he's okay. Warped reality again. This time, they're suddenly at Avengers Mansion. Captain America starts losing it. Superman says he must feel it too under his bed, so clearly something these two are sensing is connected. Captain America starts screaming, Don't you feel it? Reality keeps changing. All of you keep changing. Now, apparently at this time, there are the only two that see it, Superman and, and Captain America. Wasp tries to calm him down. So Hal Jordan as Green Lantern is also there, and he's trying to calm him down. He said, Steve, we're old friends. Let's relax and figure this out. But Captain America looks at Flash and Green Lantern, who have warped. It's now Hal Jordan instead of Kyle Rayner, and it's Barry Allen instead of Wally West as Flash. And he's like, you're not my friends. You're not even from here. I barely know you. And the Wasp tries to calm him down, says the two teams have known each other for decades. And she describes all of these team-ups that have happened over the years battling combined foes from both the Marvel and the DC Universe. Now, as the reader, we have seen incarnations of these fights, but... They're combining aspects of them to kind of cobble together versions to make sense in this new reality. Now, Batman and Iron Man are seen in another room in Iron Man's lab, and they're best friends, apparently, since they're the strategy guys on the team and, you know, the billionaires on the team. They kind of got to know each other. So you see the Batman and Superman best friend thing kind of shifted to Batman and Iron Man. So... They go into this big room after being called in, and they see Captain America and Superman are being restrained. But they, too, break free, and the second they touch, there's this bright light, and everyone is scattered into two different cities. Half the team is in a battle-torn metropolis in the winter. It's snowing, and there's bad guys from both Earths attacking them. But they uh, round up, get beat really quick by Captain America, Green Lantern, Vision, Iron Man, Thor, and Aquaman. Now Wonder Woman's lasso tries to get out of the bad guys who their master is, but all that they will say is he's trapped and won't be for long. So the team 
wonders what that's all about and what happened to their other colleagues. Now, on the other part of the team is on the Avengers Earth. They're in New York City, and there's a giant fire that they're helping people from. Now, they start talking to the civilians, and it turns out some of the civilians are misplaced. Some of them recognize the DC characters, and some of them recognize the Marvel characters. But as they're trying to figure out what's going on, the civilians vanish, and it starts snowing. They briefly see their teammates in this big flash of light, like in the middle of town. Now, some of the heroes, they go and try to touch the light, but they're repelled, except for Martian Manhunter, who disappears from that group. The team looks up in the sky, and they see the purple Krona eyes. So something with Krona is really going on here. Now, Martian Manhunter appears on the other side, where Batman and Superman are. Just as he does, we see a clear line where both worlds are touching. That bright light turns into a barrier. They can see each other through the barrier, but they cannot touch. Now, Krona's eyes start to appear in the sky, and both teams start to remember what's going on. But they don't remember everything. They're like little aspects of things going on. Krona begins to scream as the barrier gets brighter, but then the ground starts to quake, and things are getting pushed together. Iron Man and Superman fly up into space to kind of get a perspective to see what's going on, and they can't believe what they see. It's a two-page full picture of two Earths trying to be pushed together by two giant hands, and there's a light in the middle. Now, Iron Man says he can't believe what he is seeing, and Superman explains that their minds are comprehending what's going on in the aspect that they can. Now, Iron Man relays this information to Captain America. Scarlet Witch starts to attack Krona, and it's working, so the other ones join in. Boom, there's another big flash of light. This time, they're both delivered to their real home bases. The Justice League quickly recovers, and they end up teleporting to the Avengers' mansion to figure out how to stop Krona. Their universes are kind of connected at the moment, so it's easier for them to do this. Now, just then, one of the long-standing, he's kind of like a reserve member of the Justice League called the Phantom Stranger appears, and he's a mystic. He's deep in the magic and mysteries of the universe. He's connected to all of these different cosmic things. He tells them that he can get them to where they need to be. So he opens this door, and they end up going through it, and it's on a path through reality. And they're told if they leave the path, for an instant, they'll never find their way back home and never never will be seen ever again. They end up at a doorway, and they go through it, and it's the Grand Master, and he's badly beaten, and he's dying on the floor. He tells the heroes that he's barely alive and how he didn't expect Krona to be so ruthless. He left, the, he left him to attack Galactus, but he did get away. He called upon the power of the artifacts to bind the universes together and trap Krona in the middle barrier between the two. So that's that light in the middle we saw. He goes on to say he gambled that Krona wouldn't destroy the universes if his fate was tied to them both, but their two universes are too fundamentally inca- and incompatible to merge. So some are so attuned to their realities that it would make them change and sense the changes. So that's why Captain America and Superman were only ones affected. Those two characters were attuned to their universe in a way that they were recognizing what was going on. They kind of give each other a little glance and everything and they're like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Grandmaster goes on to say that the universe is overloading. They're overloading one another, building to a critical mass, and Krona is making it happen. He's accelerating the process, and he's going to move on with that process to other universes with all the knowledge he learned from Galactus on how to break worlds. It'll happen across the cosmos and across every reality if he isn't stopped. They need to remember how to go back to the proper order. Now, Captain America asks what that proper order means because they still don't remember everything that was supposed to be. So Grandmaster uses all of his powers that he has left to restore the memories of everybody in the room, not all the characters. 
Now the next few pages reveal things from all the heroes past to make him remember. They see all the different events that have happened over their lives that made them who they are and how they got to where they were. For instance, some of the things we've seen in some of the other podcast episodes are the death of Superman. Superman's looking up at Lois holding him when he died. Uh, we see Batman holding Jason Todd from when uh, the Joker killed Robin. So it's they're getting aspects of what's going on. We also see Wanda losing Vision at the time where Vision was taken apart by the government and put back together. And when her children magically disappeared after they were created. So suddenly some of them remember what's going on, but then after the whole effect, everybody remembers everything. The Grandmaster drops and ends up dying. Now the heroes collect themselves. They're trying to balance what they thought they knew into readjusting to how things really are. They end up uh, collectively deciding that they need to fix things. Captain America and Superman shake their hands. They put past their anger and all their stuff aside, and they shout... Krona, do you hear us? We're coming for you. The Justice League and Avengers united all the way to the bitter end. The issue ends with Metron looking at this saying, hmm. Book four starts. This is the last big battle. So we know it's going to be huge right off the bat with the cover. Superman is in a tattered uniform and he's holding Captain America's shield and Thor's hammer. So you're already going what is going on and how does that happen? The issue begins with Krona and he's talking with Metron and he's going over Galactus's memories. He sees when Galactus as a character, we've seen this and it was in a, a issue called uh, Marvel's Supervillains number one. And it was a Galactus issue where it shows that he was at the death of the universe that came before and he was at the beginning of our universe. The universe spit him out, and he turned into Galactus. So he sees everything that's going on, and Krona is looking at all these memories going like, okay, so here's what's going on. So he wrenched these things from his mind. There's a voice in one universe, which is the Marvel Universe, which expelled Galactus. And then in the DC Universe, there's a hand, like a representation of a hand at the center of the DC Universe. So he says, there's a spirit that gives life to the universes, and I need to know what that is. Now, uh, Metron is going, okay, that's quite a breakthrough, so what are you going to do now? He's like, the Grandmaster thought he could trap me with his power items. I weld their energies now. He's got this big cosmic device that he's got the everything in, and it's this huge circle and everything like that, and it's building up his forces. He's like, I will force their animated spirits out, spirits out, making them give up the secrets of creation I have sought for so long. I will get everybody to tell me what's going on. So then Metron goes, if the universes can't survive the strain, what are you going to do? He goes, if they die, they die. It doesn't matter. All that matters is the end of my lifelong quest. And so then the next page you see both Earths are still being pushed together, and there's kind of a little barrier in the middle, and that's where Krona is. Now that next few pages is... The heroes from both Earths trying to pick up the damage and pieces and everything. The Marvel Universe has Spider-Man and the Defenders and the New Warriors trying to help people out. And the news reports going, what's going on with the Avengers? And then the next couple pages are the DC heroes, like the Titans and everything. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And apparently this giant mist has swallowed Metropolis and Gotham because in the DC universe, Metropolis and Gotham City are right across the bay from each other. So then those newscasts are going, what's going on with the Justice League? So the Justice League are at their watchtower with the Avengers and they're trying to figure out what's going on. 
But before that, Vision kind of just goes insane because the memories that were flooded into him by the Grandmaster he's trying to cope with because it's kind of like a new thing. And since he's kind of an android, his processing is trying to figure it out. Because he's mad, first of all, that he was taken apart and reassembled and that his kids are gone. Now, Wanda also experiences this as well. And we see this in the Doctor Strange movie and in WandaVision. This is kind of aspects of what Wanda and and, uh, Vision have gone through over the years. They end up hugging and, and going off and they're like, okay, you guys figure it out what's going on. So there's this huge meeting where the Justice League and Avengers and everything are trying to figure out what to do. They've got all the power items in front of them on a big screen like, okay, this is what's going on. we got to figure it out. So Iron Man says he has a few ideas what's going on and they start strategizing on how to accomplish their goal. But Superman stands up and says, we need a commander, someone who can lead both teams and fuse us into one. He stands up and he puts his hand on Captain America's shoulder. He goes, that should be you, Captain America. And he goes, I'm flattered, but the conflicting nature of both worlds, I'm not sure. I'm on edge. He goes, I know, but you're still the man for the job. Now, this is high praise right here because Batman goes, yeah, I concur. And then Wasp is kind of like jumping for George. She goes, all right, 10 points for our side which was kind of like a little humorous thing for that. So Captain America asked Martian Manhunter to scan everybody in the room's mind and see if that's true. And he goes, I've scanned everybody's mind. We will all follow your lead without hesitations. It's like, dang, Justice League and Avengers are going to let Captain America lead them. So then they start coming up with their plan. Aquaman brings them a craft from Atlantis that they can uh, retrofit. Vision is connected to everything, and they start putting together this plan that involves like Green Lantern's power and Aquaman's technology, and then there's a little scene where Batman and Iron Man are putting together everything, and Batman is impressed because Tony did it in half the time that he would, so they're kind of like impressed by that. The next couple of pages, all of the heroes, both Marvel and DC, are kind of reflecting on things that they saw in the visions and everything and hope that everything works out in the end. So Captain America is seen looking over the two Earths combined, and Superman comes in, and he's like, sorry for everything that went on there. We both weren't ourselves. And he goes, you know what? Totally fine. I trust you. He said, I'm going to be in the command ship coordinating the attack, but you're going to be at the forefront of the battle, so I'd like you to carry this. And he hands him Captain America's shield. Like, oh, that's pretty tense right there. So then they all gather between Thor's hammer and uh Flash's um, speed treadmill, they end up going through the portal and end up in Krona's realm, which he's made this big stronghold out of the body of Galactus, so it's kind of eerie looking right there. Now here's where things start to get cobbled up and everybody starts vanishing and reappearing. So the rest of the book up until the conclusion, heroes fade in and out from both teams and they just appear at total random. But when they get to Krona's realm, they find out that Krona has gotten all of the bad guys from both universes to fight them. You got Parademons, you got AIM, you've got Hydra, you've got every bad guy from both realms on the Avengers. And then there's like a whole page where it's most of the team together and they all scream Avengers Assemble. Now as a fan of both, that was huge right there. It's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and all the DC guys with Thor and uh, Iron Man and Vision and Scarlet Witch, and they all scream Avengers Assemble. 
they just start tearing into everything. Now, Martian Manhunter, since he's the Justice League strategy guy and he's he can have uh, mental powers, he's already talking through everybody through Captain America. Like, he linked everybody's mind. So, like, this first time ever, Captain America can talk to all the Avengers and everybody else all at the same time. So he's coordinating the attack, which is why... Superman needed Captain America's shield. So they start pummeling through all these bad guys. I mean, they're, they just are relentless and keep coming. So they're trying to find a good spot for the Atlantean aircraft to be so they can put it in position. So Batman goes ahead to try and scout and try and see where that device that Krona has with all the weapons on it is. So reality starts warping at the time. Captain America is still in contact with everybody, but reality shifted, and the heroes that were there in the original part of the plan are disappeared, like Scarlet Witch, Aquaman, and Giant Man disappear. It ends up being Yellow Jacket, Green Arrow, and Quicksilver. And Hawkeye appears, too. So Captain America is like, okay, just Martian Manhunter, tell the newcomers what's going on in a mind blast, and then he tells everybody to scout ahead. So Metron is seen watching this, and Krona's like, your, defensive, uh, your defenses are quite efficient, but uh, your thralls are going to have to step it up a bit. And he's like, never mind that now. I'm busy trying to get my power levels ready. And you see Krona trying to build up the power in this device. Now, in the middle of the device, we see the aspect of both realities. In the Marvel Universe, it's Eternity. And you see Eternity with his counterpart in the DC Universe being merged. And it looks like they're in pain because Krona is trying to merge them together. So Krona is too busy doing that. And Metron's like, you know, you can see Metron starting to come up with a pan, a plan. So Krona goes, you cannot back out now. Aren't we both truth seekers? And Krona, and uh, Metron's like, are we? And then he's like, ask yourself what you truly seek. Are you honestly looking for answers or is it conquest you're looking for? I leave the next part up to you. I'll be watching. And he ends up disappearing. So that means Metron is out. Metron was just watching to see what's going on the whole time. So the next few pages up until the big final battle, it's the heroes going back and forth with literally everybody. You see Batrock going up against Cap uh, uh, Batman. You see Beast and Elongated Man going up against bad guys here. You see the character Screaming Mimi going up against Black Canary, and she goes, she stole my gimmick. And it's just really impressive to see everything change. But all the heroes start changing their costumes to all the different time periods. You see Captain America in his uh, attire when he was simply called the Captain. You see Superman turn into the costume and the hair from when he returned, when they call it the mullet era of Superman and everything. And you see just all the fighters uh, going at it. There's one part where Hawkeye and Flash, Barry Allen, they go for a run to make at Krona's big machine. But one of the villains blasts both of them and they seemingly die. Like all of a sudden Hawkeye and Flash are gone. So that really messes up all the heroes. Then all of a sudden there's massive amount of reality shifting. You see every different version of Green Lantern in the scene yelling because the Flash and Hawkeye are dead. And then you see start seeing Thor and different aspects of when Thor was around. Then everybody starts just going at it. You see Green Arrow pick up Hawkeye's arrows and go, you know what, I'm going to make this one count. And Captain America keeps screaming, don't let up, we can't let this lose focus and everything. So there's this huge battle going on through the rest of the, the book where like, you see Superman punching a guy and knocking him out with Captain America's shield. So this is some of the best character interaction and action that 
personally I have seen in a long time as a, a longtime reader of all of these things. Just this was an incredible thing to see. But then all of a sudden Martian Manhunter is off the playing field and Captain America loses contact with everybody. So a couple of the bad guys come and they uh, surface right next to Captain America, who's in that Atlantean craft, and he ends up taking all of them down. But then you see Batman, and he's trying to find the device, and he ends up being surrounded by a bunch of bad guys. And he's like, okay, now you're going to have to face us all alone, Batman. And then Black Panther, Black Widow, Huntress, and a whole bunch of other good guys come in. They're like, hey, you need some help? He's like, all right, cool. So then we see different aspects of all the other heroes just going at it. it it's just, it, it's too much to cover in this podcast. I really encourage you guys to find these and read it because my words can't even do the art and the action and what's going on justice. And just all of a sudden, after this huge, big thing, they come to see eternity and the other aspect being merged. And he's like, okay, we need to get this done now. But Krona is like, you are not going to deny me. You will all die for this. The galaxies will collapse. Your petty truths are not going to survive this. I shall tear all of the information from all of your corpses from all the cosmos, and then I'm just going to be done. So at that moment, they choose to strike at Krona. They fire up the beam from the Atlantean craft, and they end up blowing through all of the bad guys. And the bad guys start falling apart and disappearing, and then Krona's citadel starts to fall apart. Now the heroes think that, you know, they're, they're getting there. They think they won in everything. But then one of the bad guys, Radioactive Man actually, he turns into kryptonite and starts crippling Superman. So they knock out Radioactive Man, but then Vision, who stores up solar energy, re-energizes Superman. So Superman goes for the last bit of contact and everything, and he's trying to break through Krona's end barrier, but the force field is too strong. So Thor, at the last minute, says, perhaps I can help you. Superman, I am going to help you with this. So he throws Mjolnir at Superman, and Superman grabs Mjolnir, and he's like, man, I have never felt power like this before, and he uses the momentum to break free through Krona's big citadel wall. So they're all impressed because Superman's standing there holding Mjolnir, too. So if that wasn't enough. So Cronus knocks out everybody. He's like, fools, you poor deluded fools. You thought you can distract me with your attack. You were wrong. This is the last of you, helpless against my might. But then he turns to his big orb, and he's about to use the power, but then Flash appears to distract him. He starts running around him in circles, distracting him. Then you see a purple arrow shoot through and blast the big orb, and it blows it up because he's got a TNT arrow. So that explosion starts triggering things, and Krona's like, no, you can't. I haven't garnished the power yet. And it ends up blowing up the sphere. It ends up taking all the devices and eternity and everything, blowing everything apart into a huge explosion, and everybody vanishes from what they're doing. Now, they all end up on this big asteroid, and every everybody's back to the way they're supposed to be and who they're supposed to be at the time. Batman says, look up in the sky. And you see the, the two Earths are together, but these green hands come in, and they start pulling the Earths apart. And it ends up being Hal Jordan. Now, back in the first issue, we saw him as the Spectre. So he's back as Spectre, and he's pushing the two universes back apart to where they need to be. So Superman is wanting to give Thor back his hammer. He tries to lift it up and give it to him, and he's like, why can't I do it? And Thor explains that it's an enchantment, and his father just, when there's a few worthy people in a desperate hour, then you can lift it. So then... 
both teams start being swirled together. Quicksilver starts swirling around the Avengers, and Flash swirls around the Justice League to speed them back to their realities and get them back to where they go. And in one last moment, Captain America and Superman salute each other, and then boom, the universes are split apart again. So then the last page is Metron with a resurrected, oddly enough, Grandmaster. And they're staring at this egg, and they say that Krona's essence is in the heart of this egg. One day it's going to hatch and a new reality will be born. Krona will learn his long-sought truths by being part of it. And he's like, indeed. And then uh, Krona, uh, Krona is just in this egg and they're both watching. And Metron goes, how was it being dead? He goes, well, it was an experience. I'm not anxious to repeat it. I'm glad the heroes won, restoring all or almost all. Had they failed, we would have not been reborn or everything. So they both take off and right before the end they're like you know what perhaps we need to do this again sometime and then they both disappear and grandmaster goes perhaps we will so that is the conclusion of avengers and justice League. it is an amazing four parts if anybody needs help looking for it and wants to read it themselves let me know it was a huge feat that was pulled off by george perez and kurt music at the time and is hailed one of their best works ever so let me know try the comic book guy at gmail.com or you can like the pictures for both of these episodes at bry the comic book guy on instagram so until next week thanks for listening